Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tate Today. Talking sports with friends. We're talking basketball. NBA time and we're on the air. We're ready to clap boards and our crossover's not fair. Uh, throw the ball up in the air. We're giving you the stats, all stars. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and we are talking NBA trade deadline. Check it out, Ray and Tay today. We're going to bring in our guests. Mr. Donahue from 33rd and 7th, talking to Knicks in the trade deadline. Anthony, you with Ray and Tay? What's going on, guys? for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. You know, it's a tough time right now in Knicks land. I'm just trying to maintain through these tough days. <laughs> I hear you, Anthony. I hear you. So, so let's talk about that. So as Knicks fans, what can we – obviously, Porzingis goes down, but what what's there to be – excited about as a Knicks fan? What do you tell those Knicks nothing. fans on 33rd and 7th? Nothing. Absolutely nothing right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, unless you're excited about watching Michael Beasley take 30 shots a game, and I guess you know, obviously <laughs> you're not planning on, like, making the playoffs. You're not planning on having important games in March. So what's to get excited about for the next few months? I mean, if you're obviously going to get a top five, top six pick. You're going to see – you're probably going to see a lot more Frank Nilakina. You're going to see a lot of Trey Burke. You're going to see a lot of the – the, the new kid, Luke, you know, the big kid who hit the threes and had a bunch of blocked shots last night. That's, Moutier? That's what, interested in Moutier? Moutier? You know, the Knicks, Knicks, the Knicks acquired Moutier. You know, just, you know, watch the, the last 26, 27 games with a grain of salt because it's not going to be exciting, you know. It's going to be fairly depressing. But, you know, is this a blessing? Absolutely not. There's, there's no such thing as a blessing when your franchise player tears his ACL. Will he be back to 100% in 10 to 14 months? Sure. Is there could there be somewhat of a silver lining though? Yeah, of course. You know, like yeah, but this season out. and next season are 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 wrap basically. He comes back in January, February. I mean, I wouldn't say next year's a wrap just yet, just because of the simple fact you don't know what moves Scott Perry and Steve Mills are going to make in the offseason. You don't know when Porzingis is going to heal. There's always a chance he's playing by Christmas Day. There's also a chance he misses the whole season. So I'm not going to write off next season just yet. But, you know, it's not looking, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not looking too good. I hate to say, you know, this because you always want to win. But at a certain point, the Knicks have to improve their talent base, right? So if you think that the young Porzingis is going to get healthy, and the silver lining to me is the draft pick and potentially yeah, a, a free agent, just, right? We don't have enough talent that. to compete. Even with a healthy Porzingis, for, I'm talking about compete for a top four spot for a home playoff first round, right? We need more talent. This isn't the best way to get the talent, but certainly that's my silver lining is we need more talent. No, there's no question about that. And like I said, they're obviously going to get 
a top pick. There's no doubt about that, but it's never a good thing when your franchise player, the cornerstone oh, of, of your franchise, you know, it's not like he broke his ankle and he's going to be back on the court in July. This is going to be a, you know, and I, as a fan, listen, I obviously root for my team to win. There's no doubt about that. I, but I accepted the other day, even before the Bucks game when Porzingis got hurt, and how ironic is it that Porzingis tore his ACL versus the Bucks, and Patrick Ewing broke his wrist in 1997 versus the Bucks. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, I accepted the season was over the other day, but I was really looking forward to Porzingis getting better in the off season and coming back to training camp, you know, being a beast. I mean, he was, he's been somewhat of a beast this year, but I was talking to Karan Butler on my show a few weeks ago, and we talked about, you know, he talked about, you know, this summer Porzingis is probably going to watch a lot of tape. He's going to figure out the things he did wrong. He's going to work at that. And come opening night 2018, he's going to be an absolute goddamn monster. And now that's not going to happen. I mean, nope. it's going to happen in two, a year or two years from now, but it's not happening opening night 2018. And to me, that's absolutely devastating. But thank God, he's at the very least, he's 22 years old. He's not 32. He's not 29. But it, it's just beyond devastating as a Knicks fan, especially over the last 17 years. The Knicks have had a lot of depressing moments and depressing time periods, but by far – this is the most depressing thing the Knicks have put me through in the last 17 years. I can't remember being this upset since the Knicks lost to the Pacers in the 2000 conference finals when Jalen Rose and Reggie Miller ate those guys apart. So uh, that's just a listen, type of upset. It's, it's rough. Listen, Anthony, uh, your friend, Mr. Edgar Burgos, said that you're a delusional Knicks fan. But, uh, you know, he, he wanted me to forward that to you. Let me ask you this, though, I mean, it's not, it's, no, 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 let me say this. Listen. <laughs> It's not that I'm delu- I'm not delusional. I'm a fan. I root for my team. If the Knicks, like for example, in November when the Knicks were playing really well, I knew for damn sure they weren't that good. I knew for damn sure they just have a lot of home games. But I'm still a fan. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I wear a Knicks gold chain. I have a Knicks tattoo. I'm gonna root for my team. It doesn't mean I'm delusional. No one's going angry. On. Listen, I didn't say it. It's Edgar. You know he's angry. I'm just but saying, I know I root for my team. I, I'm aware. I was aware in November we weren't that good, but we were winning ball games. We had that great win versus the Pacers. We had that great win versus the Hornets. We had that great win on Thanksgiving Eve versus the Toronto Raptors when we went on a 28 to nothing run in the third quarter. I knew it was fool's gold, but I'm still a fan. I root for my team. Who knows? Maybe come February we'd be, we'd be competing for a top five seed. That's not the case, but I root for my team. Even if I know they're not good, I mean, I'm kind of checked out now mentally the rest of the season after the Porzingis injury, but it doesn't make me delusional. And I've heard that before from other fans, too. I'm, I'm obviously just sick and tired of being called delusional. It's called being a fan and being loyal and rooting for your team. I listen, I love – listen, Anthony, I love your passion. You know Edgar's just angry. Let me ask you this, though. Bringing in Moutier when you want to develop Frank Nilaquila – that doesn't make sense to me. And do you think the Knicks should have tried to move either Lee or Cantor to maybe tank more or get some even more draft picks or, you know, other talent? What, what did you think about the deadline? The Moutier thing was definitely surprising. Also, I thought the Knicks were probably going to move Courtney Lee and Kylo Quinn. They didn't. It is what it is. The Moutier thing surprising. He was a top 10 pick in the 2015 draft. He's still very young. There's still a chance he could become good, so I'm not mad at that. Frank Nilakina. I don't know. I don't know what Scott Perry thinks of Frank. Frank's still very young. I just don't see it yet. Now, I'm not saying that can't change. Frank can become a stud in the next few years. 
So the Moutier thing was a you know the low risk high reward. Nothing wrong with that trade. I got nothing to say about that. Um, as far as Cantor, this team is just having stability, and I have no problem. Now obviously I don't want to give Ennis Cantor a max deal, but there's an <laughs> edge that Cantor brings. And he's a very skilled center. I have no problem if you want to have Cantor in your future plans. Am I might give him a max contract? No, I'm not. But you need to start building some sort of a core. And if Cantor is part of that, I have no issue with that. Am I giving him a max contract? No. But am I, am I cool with Ennis Cantor being on the New York Knicks for the next few years? Yeah, I have, I have zero problem with that. So, Ant, what did you think about the Cavaliers, man, getting rid of their six and then bringing in the young four and Nance, Jr., Hill, Clarkson, and, and Rodney Hood. Did you, did you think I mean, that's I think, enough to keep LeBron? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just so sick of the LeBron thing. And I'm not even a LeBron hater where some people spend their life just worried about hating on LeBron James. But it seems like if you go back to, like, 2008, when that deadline, when they traded for, like, Wally Zerbiak and all those guys, I feel like every trade deadline, LeBron James and the Cavs, like, gut their whole team. I mean, they say LeBron James is such a great leader, but every – trade deadline, he goes to Madrid and says, trade half the team. It's really bizarre. Um, yeah, it's so tough to say because you have to play the games. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the Golden State's the favorite, Houston, San Antonio, you got Cleveland in the East, Toronto, Boston. No matter, you can't, games aren't won, playoff series aren't won on paper. So, yeah, those moves the Cavs made were good, but they're not going to get a training camp. So, you still have to play. And there's the only 29 games, so, games left. Only 29 games to do it. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying they won't get back to the finals. I don't, I don't know. But you have to play the game. So, on paper, is it enough? Sure. But what does paper matter when you have to play the games, and especially when you're making all these big acquisitions in the middle of the season? So, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm going to say you've got to play the games. All right. Well, let's talk about your boy LeBron. Where is he going to be next year? Did the Cavs do enough if they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, win it, let's say go to the go to the NBA Finals, they'll probably lose to the Western Conference team, but did they do enough to keep him, or do you see LeBron shipping himself out to the Western Conference? I don't see LeBron leaving the Cavs again. I could be dead wrong on that. I just, I don't think, and I don't think he'd be hated because he got them a championship in 2016. I don't see LeBron James leaving. I really don't, and that's just a guess. That's based on no information. I just, I don't know. I think he'll look to leave, but I don't think he wants to leave that town high and dry again. So I, I have a gut, and this is a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling LeBron James is going to stay in Cleveland. Wow. It, it, irrespective of how they finish this season. Yeah, I actually think it's actually better for LeBron James if he loses in the second round than loses in the finals. I really do. Because I'm so, you know, as a, just a basketball fan, I don't hate LeBron at all. I'm just so sick of hearing about how LeBron loses in the finals. And if LeBron had a choice, I think he'd probably rather lose in the second round. I really think so. It's actually better for LeBron James. <laughs> No, I'm actually serious. It sounds ridiculous, but it's better for LeBron James to lose in the second round than to lose in the finals. He might unless be right. Plus, the wear and tear on the body. Unless, of course, it's losing to Kyrie Irving in the Celtics. But if it's not losing to Kyrie Irving in the Celtics, <laughs> it's actually better for Lebron James to lose in the second round. I'm saying that right now. So just go out. Toronto and, and yeah. instead of mess up his finals record and go to three and six. Is that what That's you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, I hear you with that. So, and listen, do you think in general with, with health, and let's say best case scenario, Porzingis comes back Christmas night, Christmas day. Do you oh, think, wow, that'd be amazing. No, no, but do you think the Knicks are overall headed towards the right direction 
or do we still obviously we still got to get rid of the Noah contract? Do you yeah. like Cantor and Hardaway? Do you like keeping Lee? Like, what, what's the overall yeah, direction? Yeah, Courtney Lee okay? is whatever. I, I, I like Courtney Lee. I like what he brings. I have no issue with Tim Hardaway. They probably overpaid him a little much. He should probably be a sixth man. They'll figure yeah. that out this summer. I like Ennis Cantor. Are they on the right direction? Somewhat. I like Scott Perry. I like Steve Mills. There's some. They got to figure out Jeff Hornacek. If he's the guy moving forward, remember Steve Scott Perry is not married to Jeff Hornacek, to be honest. Uh, I want Mark Jackson, Anthony. I want Mark Jackson. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on Mark Jackson, but that's a conversation we'll obviously have over the summer and the springtime if the Knicks decide to move on from Jeff Hornacek. But at some point, this franchise needs stability. I'm not saying you're going to get Greg Popovich and be the, a guy be there for 20 years. I'm not saying you're going to have a run like Jerry Sloan did with the Utah Jazz. But at some point, you need to have some stability. At some point, you need to hire a coach that's going to be here seven to ten years. You're not going to win unless you can do that. And right. also, you need more talent. I keep saying it. We're just not that talented a team. Uh, you right. know, let's, let's put there's the cards a lot of, on the There's a lot of work to do. And that's why I can't really give you an answer if they're on the right track or not. There's a lot of work to do. And Scott Perry and Steve Mills definitely had their hands full. And you're the best. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your uh, basketball game you're checking out, and we'll uh, we'll definitely talk to you soon, maybe around the NBA draft, see how the Knicks chop it up with these picks, and maybe they get like a, a young player like, uh, you know, Trey Young or Marvin Bagley, something fun, you know? Yeah, go, no, go check out no. the 2021 draft. Is that who you're looking at, some high school kids for the Knicks for 2021? <laughs> I'll take it away. I'll take it right now. Okay, yeah, we're kind of breaking up a little bit. Thanks, Ann. Thanks, Ann. As always. That was awesome. Anthony Donahue from 33rd and 7th, and ESPN New York contributor, 98.7. A true Nick insider, a passionate Nick fan someone who loves the Knicks, as you can tell, in the NBA. I knew that he'd get fired up with that comment from Edgar Burgos. And you know what? That's great because we got the passion from him. Ray, let's finish up before we talk a little North Carolina over Duke with the NBA. What did you feel in terms of the Cavs, obviously Dwayne Wade going to the Heat, you know, you got Rose and Crowder to the Jazz, you know, Shumpert to the Kings, the, the Lakers get, you know, Fry and, 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 and Isaiah. But do you like the four guys that got back? Because I, I thought it was pretty good considering, you know, what was available and not getting DeAndre Jordan. But I like Nance Jr. I like Clarkson as a, you know, Vinnie Johnson almost, you know, third guard. And I think George Hill, you know, we've seen him in the Pacers as a veteran. And, and then Rodney Hood, we both like him from Duke. He's a, you know, two, three, can score, it's first, you know, sometimes inconsistent. How do you feel about it? I thought it was pretty decent for Kobe Altman to pull that off. Look, at the end of the day, the Cavs started the season off by trading away Kyrie Irving. So that was mistake number one that they <laughs> never really recovered from, right? Basically. Isaiah Thomas isn't healthy. Isaiah Thomas probably had his best. His best year last year will never have that year again. He'll never make the type of money, unfortunately, that he wants to make. And a guy that was, uh, you know, a top three MVP candidate. But given where they were 
And given those contracts that they had and given those overpaid, unathletic guys, I thought they did great. I thought they did great. Now, it's only 29 games left in the season, and you know what? It was calculated panic, I'll call it. They know (laughs) that if they don't make a big, big splash, LeBron's leaving. And you don't just let LeBron leave. You gotta try to keep him for the next, uh, you know, two, three, four years as long as he wants to play in Cleveland. So, given the fact that they were unathletic and they couldn't really shoot, did you see those stats that those four guys that they gave up uh, were shooting like twenty-seven percent on catch and shoots, and the guys they brought in are shooting like thirty-seven percent? And, and they kept the Brooklyn pick, right? That was kept, what was so brilliant. They gave away their pick, which would be around twenty-four, maybe twenty-five, right? And they sent that to the Lakers, but they kept the Brooklyn pick. So I yep. thought that that was the crown jewel. And what if it's a Trey Young or Marvin Bagley or Wendell Carter or Michael Porter Jr.? You know, if you, you get one of those guys and tell LeBron, look, you've got that, you've got a healthy love, Tristan, and then these other four young players, well, three young players in George Hill, you know, that, that to me, I, I would say – The good thing is each of those – yeah, I 100% agree. And each of those four players adds something that they didn't have before, right? Hill gives them stability at the true point, and he gives them a little more size and definitely more defense, Thomas. Clarkson yeah. give them a, gives them a score that cr- create off the bounce, what Dwayne Wade you know, did 10 years ago, five years ago. Uh, Nance gives them a forward with some athleticism. Think about how unathletic some, they are. Some defense, front. block shots, catch alley-oop. Absolutely. And Rodney Hood gives them a catch and shoot, and he's a lefty. So you got to love that. Oh, Ray. I knew, that, I knew that was the caveat for you, Ray. I, I knew that that was definitely the caveat. So I'll just close this up with the NBA. I'm happy for Dwayne Wade. I missed, you know, they just had it live, the announcement of, you know, him being back in the arena. So that's great. I thought the Pistons, obviously, their big splash was Blake Griffin. And then you add Jameer Nelson and James Ennis. You know, that, that's nice. The Lakers, obviously, great deal. They probably won't keep Isaiah or Fry. Expiring contract. They get a pick. And the ironic, you know, irony of it is the Cavs helped them clear up enough space for two max contracts. So LeBron could very easily be walking into, with him and Paul George, into the Lakers so that's fascinating. They still got to get rid of Luau Dang. They might buy out Brooke Lopez. The Phoenix Suns get Alfred Payton, which I like for Devin Booker because he shouldn't be playing point guard, and all their point guards got hurt. So I think that's pretty impressive. Were there any other moves or anything that, that you thought was, you know, good for any team for the playoffs? Maybe obviously Kemba Walker not being traded from Charlotte and DeAndre Jordan. He's a free agent after this year. So – Anything you thought about that, that stood out? No, I, look, I thought that all of these teams were shaking up the rosters. It was really a lot of bottom teams, right? So Dallas traded away uh, your boy Devin Harris and Sacramento. Yeah, and they got our boy Dougie McDermott. And Denver moved on from Moutier. And Sacramento moved on from a couple of guys and took on a couple of guys. So I really think it was shuffling for contracts. And it yeah. was really – Cleveland was really the only the only real active – I mean, other than Blake Griffin, right? So so Detroit and Cleveland were really the only two teams that, that – uh, Major pieces. 
that were major pieces. Everybody else was jockeying for 2018, 2019, and maybe, you know, just shaking up their roster a little bit. So to the extent that that is the case, I think everybody got what they needed out of this free agency, uh, you know, deadline. So I thought Do you think Shepard has anything left to, like, restart in Sacramento? His career, ever since his injury, he's never – Shepard's never really – you know, been the same. It's kind of yeah. You know, he's a guy that relies on defense and athleticism. And when you start getting injured, that yeah. starts to go. Especially as athletic as the league is now, the guys you're guarding are just as athletic, if not more athletic, than you are. Right. And the Knicks, you know, they they get two second round picks for Hernan Gomez, the one, and then they you know get another one in the in the Moutier deal. But Moutier is averaging eight, two, and two. His game has not translated to the pros. And to me, I don't even see where he's better than Frank Nilaquila. So why bring him over and take more minutes from the development of Frank when you already got Trey Burke taking minutes and you still got uh, Jared Jack on the, on the team? I think he's still there. That was a little weird for me for the Knicks. I didn't necessarily like – you know, I understand what Anthony was saying. You take a shot, maybe Moody develops and gets better. But then how is Frank going to develop not getting the time? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you don't usually get a top, what was he, six, I think, six or seven, Emmanuel Moutier, a top six or seven pick only three years, four years out of his draft year. So you give him a chance. You see what he's all about. I, again, I agree with you, but, but you know that Trey Burke's not the answer. You know that Jared Jack's not the answer, right? Those are right. the gaps. So, so maybe Moutier two, and Frank can play together and just figure it out or whatever. Maybe yeah. give the two, you know, under 25-year-old guys a, a shot. No, you're definitely right, Ray. So real quick, North Carolina, big win, 82-78 over Duke last night. College basketball is heating up. You know, we're going to really uh, get into it. Are you sort of feeling like the number one seeds are, are – are, not set yet, obviously, because we, we still got, you know, all of February to go. Um, Duke and North Carolina rematch in Duke is, uh, what, Sunday, March 3rd. But Villanova 1, Virginia 2, Purdue 3, Michigan State 4. You think the Big Ten teams, one of them, they cancel each other out, and then either Xavier or someone else like Cincinnati slips into the other number one seed? Or do you think two Big Ten teams could get in the number one seed? Mm, it's hard to get two Big Ten teams in there. I mean, they'll probably play each other. I suppose that if Michigan State wins, then you know they already have three losses, and Purdue it will be their third. You got a pencil in Villanova and Virginia. They're pretty much taking two. The Big Ten team is going to take a third, and then you know Xavier's been around all year. So I gotta like them. I gotta like Xavier right now. Now look, Duke. Um, if they beat Carolina and then they run the table in the ACC tournament, uh, you know, the posters love Duke and they probably have the most talent in their starting five. So you got to think that Duke, who currently sits at number nine, could, you know, grab that third or fourth seed. Um, but they'd have to obviously run the table in the ACC. So I, I, my gut is that only one Big Ten team makes yeah, and you and you still have a shot from the SEC team. I mean, like, whoever thought Auburn would be this great this hey, year, man. Is playing there? I know, right? That's what Chuck I – and then, person? you know, you still got Kansas person, in the Big 12. I, mean? <laughs> I know, right? And, and don't sleep on Arizona. Even though the Pac-12 is not as tough this year and they're all the way down to 13, you know, if they wind up making a run and don't lose anymore and keep it – 
19 to 5. Listen, all I want is St. John's to run the table and maybe go 20 and 13 uh, and potentially, you know, maybe if they win the Big East Championship just to make the tournament, that would be fun. They have oh two big God. wins. You can fill it over, right? Chris, are you ready for In the, the same Chris Mullins regime? Huh? In the same week. I know. That's big. Yo, props to Chris Mullen and Patrick Ewing. I'm just happy for those guys, man. So, anyway, should be a great sports weekend. We'll uh, catch back with you Monday. We all wish we got paid, right? Friday night just got paid like Jimmy G, 137 million, right? Woo! For seven <laughs> wins. Seven uh, wins. Now, granted, he's 7-0, and oh, but seven wins. Uh, you know, oof, 71 million Maybe. guaranteed. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on the hoops. We'll get back to some football as free agency and the combine start up in a couple of weeks. But now it's all about NBA and college hoops. So join us, have fun with us, and have a great sports weekend. We're out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.